Welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community, the 5D Collective. We are here with some channeled guidance for the lovely retrograde season and all of the energies about. On that note, you are dealing with a lot of changes, I see. I can perceive it and I know it as well as uh, a lot of fun. But some of you still have that shame, defectiveness, self-loathing aspect. So I wanted to walk us through some of these things today. I have tried to share with you channeled guidance, but there's other stuff that's been coming through. So I'm going to pause and ask all of you that are tuning in, if you're new, uh, and if you believe in devils or demons, please, this is not your platform. 5D knows about the scientific methodology being part of our human evolution. Spirituality is a subject matter. They don't compete. Technology doesn't compete. Nobody replaces anyone, but really what I need to spell out is that people who are 5D are functional adults. They know that thoughts are thoughts and feelings are feelings and we live a subjective reality. So they don't engage in the battle of the egos of teenage land. And so we don't do storytelling in the same way 4D does. They do spiritual warfare. They talk about twin flames. That's a lot of bullshit stuff. And they've just dismantled everything that is the 5D plane. And there's a lot of people that are going to stay in that. That's good for them. They're star babies. I'm here for the 5D mystics and for functional adults, people who want to be in their infinite higher human consciousness potential experience and know that the spirituality process that Sadhguru talks about yoga, it's just you with an integrated brain and a restorative embodied self. There's no aliens, but there is a brain. It's an embodied brain. So on that note, please, you are welcome to tune in. But if you are hearing what I just said. And if instead you do believe in devils or demons, there are other channelers for you. You do not need to be here. This is not your platform because I will not resonate and you will be chit-chatting your brain and you might be humored or you might get pissy in your pants. There's no need for you to use time here. Like my lovely naysayer gave me the opportunity to share our IHP naysayer. It's pseudoscience bullshit, self-help crap. You can go somewhere else. Or if you need to be told you're a star baby and not a human baby, there's 4D people out there telling you how not to block your spirituality process and awakening in the most bullshit ways. And they are famous people. So there, there's all the silverbacks, okay? So let you go off to the ones who will make you feel more special when we are all special. And you're interested in that, not in knowing that your attachment system is why you long to feel this way. I'm serious about helping people who want to seriously help themselves to be themselves. And serious is a very specific word that I'm using on purpose. But I am goofy and pseudoscience and bullshit. Woo-woo ladies, fine. But I'm serious about you being yourself in a very good way, by the way. So thank you for stopping by and see you somewhere in another lifetime probably because I'm going to be here in the future. Okay, so number one. I want to notice that, I want to note, first of all, Sadhguru quotes, whether you are a man, a woman, an animal, or an ant, the source of life is within you. Then we have, if you think something or someone is against you, you lost your yoga, you lost your inclusiveness. Also, Sadhguru, are you living in the trap of your own body and mind, or are you using your body and mind as stepping stones for a greater possibility? Every human being has that choice. 
Now remember, every human being has a body. Not every human being is friends with their body because their body will have learned to protect them in their own household environment. The mind is in your brain. Your brain is an organ that is an anticipatory organ and your brain also has areas that get affected when you are in your household environment. So if you have emotional neglect, your brain will not have areas that get stimulated. Therefore, you will be a person who potentially is passive and not vital and not understand that it's because you were not tended to with a parent or parents that are like, wow, what great job. And your mother, her history of neglect also impacts. None of this is fixed in stone. Neuroscience, good mental health professionals, they are all sharing how there is neuroplasticity. So you can rewire your brain. It is not a machine though. It is something that involves your one knowingness participation. And then here's the part, good mental health professionals and people like me, we're in the middle, we're in between, but we will share with you good information. Meaning I don't make shit up. <laughs> I don't talk about zombies the way 4D does. And I'm laughing because they sell you snake oil, even though it's not snake oil, because you know what I know about 4D? I got plenty of 4D friends. You know what they do when I explain to them how people work and know they're not the empath attracting the narcissist and that they really should rethink the words they use because that's not nice. You know what people who are in 4D say when I say there's no energy vampires and you're not more special because you have clairs? Do you want to know what people in 4D land say when I tell them you don't know everything about your twin flame or flames? You know what you're picking up on. You cannot know anything else. Do you want to know what people in 4D land say when their readings that they come ask of me Tell them you're done. Finito, you've done what you needed to learn from each other and so much more. You know what they say? So I'm just going to use an average bear because they all will have had different ways to contest and to continue their unfinished business, their own karma, which by the way, at this point in their life, the 4D, I thought that they would move out of it. Honestly, this is the part of when you're a 5D person who's expanding consciousness, who knows we have infinite higher human consciousness potential, you will always see life as a possibility because every life can live in their body and mind and use it as a stepping stone. However, said guru, I love you, but you don't explain it. Here's what I get explained by somatic therapists, and that would be dysregulated and modulated embodied people need first to have an environment that is safe. Then maybe they can move into a sort of embodied self. And guess what we also get to learn from Ayurveda somatic experiencing lady, that people who have addictions and that do codependent type relationships and that are basically in love with the external and they don't recognize their actual relationship with substances as compulsive, drugs, alcohol, sex, food, or they're idealizing a human being and putting them on a pedestal and then allowing yourself to fall in love with the image of what you will look like. Or how about contempt when people have contempt or vindictiveness or rage or anger that they use and twist and in their ego, they say, I'm going to get back at some human being who never did anything to them except for offer love, for example, or didn't do anything except for be themselves. Doesn't matter in what way. You know what a person in 4D, 3D, or that is not a functional adult does. You know what anger does with a person who's an adaptive child. So they have a harsh, unforgiving and a brain that goes rigid and that's using neuroplasticity with their enlarged amygdala because their frontal lobes are down. 
So all of these explanations are the limited consciousness of a human being who has no idea that their nervous system and their brain is an embodied brain that begins the minute that they were conceived. They like the stories. The mental health professionals explain the last three months in your mother's womb is important. Your mother's ovaries or something. There's like a whole way biologists, the neurobiologists and uh, epigenetics, I think it is, or I forget which one of the groups, but they all have answers. I've, I've, heard, I've heard different ways from the mental health community, including somatic therapists again, and they all explain how a human baby can move into having what's called trauma transgenerational and how they can move into resolving that trauma but they need to use their left mode of the brain, which says the story, to translate the sensations that are coming up and they come up from your right brain mode. The right brain mode is connected with the nonverbal stuff. And so smells will activate your implicit memory stuff. Your first three years of life, remember your neurons, the way that your brain is made, there's always an explanation to how things come up. A smell will bring up implicit memory. It's also shown with uh, animals, the transgenerational trauma part. I forget what it was. It was something about mice, but something about uh, with fathers, because yes, the ovaries, but also the sperm. And with male mm, mice, it was teenage year that is important. The teenage years are important. Um, that's when your sperm gets affected. And those mice that were, I believe, scared with water or something like that, they, 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 I feel bad for when I think of this. I mean, some people are like, but how would we create medicine? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm so happy we can make meat in a lab. I, I'm a meat eater, but I still, I don't enjoy. And even then, now I'm thinking, you're still going to make it. Now it's going to be a living thing. So there, there's a, there is a way that we will always feel sad about some things. And I'm thinking about my divine masculine friend right now because he presents very good equations at times. And one of his conversations, I was like, okay, enough. I don't want to hear about your explanation anymore because I don't want to think about it this way because I don't like to have to think about it this way. But long story short, we do always have aspects when we are looking to consistently save and preserve life, which is why people get mad at human beings for wanting to preserve life that is actually a person who doesn't understand that you going against your own ability to live, it's a contradiction. And here's why, while the ancients who are still completely into spirituality, completely um, can represent the philosophy of you have your 24 hours, you live now, that's what you should care about. The mind of a person who's aware and cherishes life. We also have those who do it for other reasons, but right now I'm talking to my 5D community. I do know about the one focused mindset and that they're in the, you know, uh, but still I'm talking when you cherish understanding what it means to be conscious as a person. I will never say no to science is what I'm trying to get to. In fact, I will always say yes to preserving life and to be able to live in space because that would be condemning myself to death and I would not want, no, come try and plug my nose, watch me run the fuck away from you. I was a kid and in ocean water, I remember teenagers being assholes and I would completely freak out 
to the extent of if you don't understand that I'm telling you I don't want you to do this, I'm not going in the water. My friends left me alone because I would not go in the water. I didn't care if they just remotely teased me. I'm like, okay, I'm not coming to the beach with you anymore. I don't care what you're saying to me anymore. Nope, you did it once. I'm not, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. You disrespected my fear and you are not playing nice. And that's it. You know, so ah, cry baby. Yeah, call me all the names you want. I'm still not coming. <laughs> so there you go. I'm okay with being afraid. My point is, if you're objective about what it means to be alive, but it's because you actually appreciate being it. I love life, so don't touch me. Uh, meaning, don't represent a physical threat. Okay, so on that note, I was trying to get to somewhere before I got sidetracked. Smells. They will bring things back up to our awareness. Anything that will have brought some danger. Our brain is an anticipatory organ. As long as you're not friends with your physical human brain and your physical human body, that means you don't know how to get to your spirituality process understanding that it's a fight flight freeze fight flight fright attach cry collapse submit please appease reptilian nervous system response this is your survival defense mode and that it will be engaged as long as you are using the mid part of your brain alert 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 which is what most people don't realize 43d continues to do when you look at them and that's where if instead they have no trauma, you will see their higher social connection areas light up. And that's where knowing intentions and other things, but also what is going on is an integrated brain has left and right mode, all hands on deck. The default mode network, that neuroceptor that scans is off. It's downregulated and it's in our ventral vagal state. So we are engaged in our social engagement system. You'll notice it because a person who can be their self like an adult and basically they're not offended, so they have healthy self-worth, means I'm not superior and fear. they're always pretty cool and collected, except for when they're charged, which they usually will notice. So here's where my three-year-old comes out with my mother, and the one person who, to this day, there's aspects that trigger, and I have not yet learned how to harness, but I have noticed my triggers, and I have recently noticed them specifically so like it's a it's a it's a very specific composure of the way sentences go and then there's the not even waiting for it and you know you got me you got me barking like a dog okay so there's also though taking accountability for my actions and that's what we do when we are grown-ups the basic virtue for any human being is to be true to yourself, integrity of thought, emotion, and actions. So being reactive is part of every person. We learn how to harness our nervous system and our brain in time. Those of you who are 5D mystics, you will be here. And so Patrick Tiahan, for many childhood trauma survivors, allowing themselves to be seen in the world feels unsafe. Eye contact feels unsafe to that person who will have been in a shame defectiveness cycle some of you might have this this is why the channeled guidance is for those who might for it's for all people but right now i want you to remember the importance of your relationship with your body and your mind that truth is always absolute truth is equanimity neutral land in your body think of shiva reality is ever changing now, reality comes together with those two neurons of the present and now and the two of the past. They meet in the middle with those other two. 
Now, our wise adult self allows you to be participating through this. That's your prefrontal cortex, so you're not reactive. Reactive is when you begin with that tone or you do something. And then for some, it's uh, drugs, alcohol, sex, food. There's self-soothing, procrastination, okay? So you can disengage from any pattern that is dysfunctional, but that is to be seen as a safety trauma behavior compulsive response if you are ready to be the adult self of you emotionally, mentally, and physically, and to move out of shame completely. This shame is a implicit memory sensation, though, that can arise for those who have the childhood trauma, which is why it's important to note codependent type people will try to change you or fix you, or they will try to say, I'm superior or martyr, or I'm going to blame myself, or I'm going to blame you. These are all indirect communicators, passive-aggressive, low self-esteem. They don't know that they're not superior or inferior. They also don't know that the way they manipulate is not from a place of just normal, like, let us choose words to try and have a nice conversation because we're picking up on each other, okay? It's more of, let me try to filter myself so that I can make sure I say the right thing which none of us are always going to get, by the way. You don't say the right thing. Uh, here's Sadhguru. Did I already read this one? Whether you are a man, woman, animal, or an ant, the source of life is within you. So we are all a piece of life. And if you think something or someone is against you, you're lost. You have lost your yoga. You have lost your inclusiveness. I don't know if I read these or not because this is my fourth recording, but they're all important for you to hear because 4D, they keep thinking about Again, people as against each other, spiritual warfare. Anytime you're thinking country against country, you're not doing yoga. Yoga is a person who has an integrated brain and restorative embodied self. So yoga is a person who knows we don't go do our unfinished business with a marry, with a marriage, with a partner. We talk about our stuff from home. Our first family when you're a kid is your home. And you handle your charge states I do with my mother and my twin and my sister, my younger sister, and everybody else is external to that because that's exactly how it works for those of us who don't use our charges in anywhere except for where we experience them. And you can actually note for some of you, my 2% or 10% tops, but 2% is what I'm getting, have mastered your physical plane. So you're finally master of all those different planes. Those of you who are out of the 22, 28% or 20%, you have learned how to harness your prefrontal cortex. You know how to be with your emotions now and you know how to take your thoughts, your emotions and your actions seriously and to be consistent. So you're out of blinders completely, but you're now just now learning and you will only learn about physical mastery if you are able to think on your feet while being at home in your body and turning knowledge into wisdom from your brain and your mind as you are letting go of whatever it is that you're around that might be triggering you. And so you've learned how to be the self you want to be, to communicate the way you want to communicate, to be loyal to your heart body, value body, and the physical, energy, emotional, and mental body you know are your choice points and you honor that. And you honor learning how to harness your three-year-old so you don't feel shame. But, back to that before we go on, if for any reason there's some of you who still have this self-loathing, this self-shame, this disgust, I want you to hear for a minute, body and mind, body's your feminine, mind's your masculine, the brain. The embodied brain 
It's only if you're able to use now your prefrontal cortex. And so when your brain would do alert, 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 you know the difference now and you say, come on down, prefrontal cortex, there's no danger. So your emotions don't overwhelm you. You have a window of welcome for your emotional body. This is what I'm trying to say. You don't any longer have reactivity when your emotions arise. You don't use numbing agents. You don't do numbness. Actually, if anything, you know, wow, I feel a lot more now. Finally, this is awesome. You're not uncomfortable with feeling your body, the breath in your body, the blood in your veins in the body. And again, if any of this is ever in any remote way upsetting, please turn me off or fast forward a little bit. I don't do this much, but I'm seriously trying to create awareness. Your body speaks to you. When you get uncomfortable, you'll notice it immediately not after tomorrow just immediately so if you're ever uncomfortable fast forward a little bit that's all and wait till you get to another spot or breathe or something or become aware note it down and then you can contemplate it later if you want you know you but i'm talking to people who now are actually very happy to feel the depths of your body you're like wow i have my emotional body on mine it's fucking awesome i have all of these emotions the fear the disgust the emotions of shame, guilt, joy, pain, anger, love. So if there is for any reason shame, guilt, disgust, loathing, it's a pit in your stomach and it can be heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart. But it's the disgust one is this like, ugh, yuck, I'm yucky. I'm a yucky, yucky. That This is the word that kept coming through. So no, you're not yucky. You're not yucky. The yucky feeling, if it comes up, is because a zero to one-year-old, if you're being looked at with disgust and you're being treated with disgust, or maybe you're surrounded for some reason by that, this, your, 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 your body remembers that. This implicit memory is very important for you to know. And here's where, as Patrick Tiahan says, when you're healed enough, your adult self is able to be there with you and you can handle just tapping your shoulders, really what you want to do, allow yourself to be in equanimity with the emotion and be the adult. I'm in the now right now. This is something from my past stuff and it's really something from my zero one-year-old and it's not true. It's a, it's, it's, it's true in the sense that it's from my past when I was a child. I was an infant. And yeah, my household, <laughs> I still remember it. It's crappy. I had a mother who was whatever, a father who was whatever, sister, brother, whatever, meaning you have descriptions. You, you can talk. You don't, you don't sit in this emotion. You, 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 you set up data. It's not a story. You're not doing... People who do the story, it's different. They're like, oh, they express all of the emotion and they actually highlight it there's a specific energy i'm not talking about that there's a whole difference what i'm talking about is you are i'm now i'm in 2023 my zero one-year-old is what i just felt this is a charged part of me it came up as a flashback because my sensations are in my body and really what it was is the pie over there smells like when i was a kid and i was or no i was looked at that by that girl that I like and she loves me and I don't know or what so, so there's reasons that you get triggered okay these are called triggers but the minute the adult is in the room is the minute that the adult says I'm not yucky I, I'm feeling something that my zero hey zero year old thanks for stopping by this is why 
I love Sadhguru, but when he says the psych education is not important and not to call yourself a child, no. Of course, I don't do the whole I'm a child part either, but I'm not a person who has childhood trauma. I don't have that, so I don't know it. Patrick Tiahan, he's a really great therapist. He's healed, and I noticed he uses it a lot. And I feel that it's important for all people to know, which is why 4D, talking about your survival nervous system, blocking you from your spirituality awakening is a bullshit statement. People who are 4D, they want to be seen, and they feel shiny, like shiny objects. Where's Patrick? Let me read him again. As he says, for many children, trauma survivors, allowing themselves to be seen in the world feels unsafe. And so once they actually are seen, this is why they like to be shining stars. And the superhero capes, though, are superior and martyrs, and that's the come, that's the codependent type. I'm going to change you. We then got self-blame or blaming others. Uh, take care of me, or I'm going to take care of you. Okay, so... Again, the basic virtue for any human being is to be true to yourself, Sadhguru, integrity of thought, emotion, and action, which is where a 5D person, you take your emotions and thoughts and take ownership and use your prefrontal cortex as an adult. So what I was trying to get to is when sensations come up, you use, this is what happened. The fact is, it's an implicit memory. The story is, it's not really a story. I had a pretty shitty household not going to do the storytelling of my household. I just know that the emotion that just came up is a yucky one, or it's shame, or it's guilt, or it's this thing. I know it. It's my zero one-year-old. Um, it's good. What's going to happen next is I'm going to go and allow myself to just recognize you. I see you, zero-year-old. I'm great to have known you. I'm great and happy to be an adult now because I don't have to be that zero one-year-old anymore, and it's so awesome that I can rework my sensations as I speak and I'm going to go do something that makes me laugh right now. I'm going to do something that I'm going to laugh my ass off right now. Not tomorrow, but I acknowledge you. Now, if you want to give or you feel you need to give more more time to that sensation, then you sit in silence. If you do meditation, this is the moment. Go grab some really good heart chakra or all your uh, root or all your chakra music stuff, like all seven chakras, grab whatever you like when it comes to music. However, sitting in silence means with Shiva, not with thinking of your, don't, don't go imagining your past. That's called re-traumatizing yourself. Sitting with the inner child as adult, you don't want to dissociate because otherwise you're going to take your prefrontal cortex offline. So you want to maintain, I'm in the now. In fact, if you sit, keep your eyes open, please. Don't close them. Allow yourself to process the sensation of yucky, if that's what's coming up from your heart. What you want to do is simply breathe. Stay active in your age, your name. I want you to stay present. This is the one thing that I learned and have been learning from all of my trauma courses. Anybody who's wanting to process this, which by the way, there's great therapists out there, but if you're choosing to do this solo, keep your eyes open and stay present. I want you to be aware of the time of the day and of you being here and of the sensation being your infant, not you. It's not you now. This is an emotion. It's a memory. It's from a past. So do uh, activities that keep your nervous system active, you're alive, you're breathing, not something that puts you to sleep. You don't want to go into relaxation state right now. So when I said music, it's just because the chakras, you could work through the heart chakras, what I was thinking about. And so you could get something focused on that. But I want you to, I don't know, go running and, and listen to it. Or go cook. Cook. Sit with your sensation while you're cooking. 
So I want you again to stay present in the timeline. I'm, this is my name. This is how old I am. Here's where I am. And the sensation that arose, the yucky, is my zero-year-old because of my household stuff that went on. Okay, so that's, I'm done with that channeled guidance for whoever it is that needed this bit. It's important to stay present with your adult when you're processing any childhood trauma. Sensations are your implicit memory. If you're processing it, you need to stay aware of you. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting in it, and that's called re-traumatizing you. So you're not rewiring, you're not unlearning anything, you're not even dissolving actually here when you're done with whatever if you're doing this routine i would like you to now is time for our lovely fire ritual so i don't know write it on a piece of paper i'm not yucky thank you yucky zero year old here i'm going to burn you <laughs> shoo go away okay that's when you want to use the whole intention and in burning or or you can send it in the water although i don't agree always with the water part but still i, for, I forget the elements are important on that note actually so you could do water. Um, once you burn it, you flush it down the toilet on a little piece of paper, or if you prefer sending it in the air, in the wind. So whatever you feel dissolves it. Or if you don't want to do any of that, you write, you know, you could visualize, yucky, zero, one-year-old, thank you for keeping me safe in my home. And the words like in your brain, in your mind's eye, and then you're just like, oh, and you let it, the smoke fly away, something like that. So whatever works, you'll know it. And whenever it comes up, you do it again. And the reality is to remember that you're beautiful, just the way you are. And then if you are able to be in that forgiveness, it's not about um, people needing it, but it's about my mother didn't choose her transgenerational trauma, my sister, brother, my father, my cousins, my stepsister, brother, okay, whatever it is. And this is not about you... Um, dissolving them from anything it's about you processing the inner child stuff okay so i know some of you have had tough relationships um and now that you can finally think on your feet in a way that is nicer because you're at home in your body and that's why your knowledge is turned into wisdom easier and easier and you're able to let go and just be you and it's really nice that you're here and i hope that all of what i just shared helps you and any of you who have this self-loathing, my heart goes to you, don't, I, even though I, I say these words, but I know they mean nothing because I'm not your body, so I can tell you how much I choose to share my unconditional love with you, and I know your awesome, awesome sauce, I know it means shit, therefore I'm not going to bullshit you, you're the only one who can make a difference, and that's where I do though, share with you my heart, and I share with you my love, and I share with you the real talk of I hope that what I shared helps and that you can move out of the emotion that no zero-year-old should ever feel. And that many people. And the 4D keeps talking about energy vampires and dark aura. So let's uh, cease with that, shall we? Since our oversoul, besides it being our own family, it is also the entire humanity. And on that note, being in the... Enlightenment soul age group doesn't mean you're perfect. <laughs> Just so you know, we all have triggers. Like I was saying, I have my three-year-old with my lovely mother, particularly, and I am reactive. And other than that, I have my twin, and I have also apologized to her when I've been reactive. So knowing how to say we're sorry, it's our integrity of thought, 
emotion, actions, and knowing that we might do it again also, but we will try to figure out how not to, because figuring it out is the part that you get to do with yourself. If you want to take ownership of your physical body, okay, and your emotional, mental body. And that's why we don't go say, you haven't done any personal development. No. So let's get to Patrick Tiahan. What secure people do is not, let me point a finger at you. <laughs> no. We don't fix anyone. We don't do codependent type relationships, okay? So the day... The uh, in a day of a life or however that word is. I, I don't know why I can't even get that one straight. The, the light, it's because I don't like those. <laughs> what it's like to be in the, in the day of the life of a life. So when people are secure attachment people, we just have so many people that don't have it. And we don't uh, count. We lose count. So... Patrick Tiahan, therapist, childhood trauma survivor, healed and consistently healing. He shares how some people are doing their partner's emotional work for them. He says, if we are doing our partner's emotional work for them, our inner child is still trying to fix a broken parent. So when people are in codependent type relationships, they feel with the parent, like people with humanity, that they're broken because they did not get seen and then soothed and then were safe and secure in their household. And usually this is because there's neglect, emotional neglect, traumatic neglect, malevolent neglect, systemic neglect, or societal neglect for the trauma that comes from neglect. We also have trauma that can come from being abused which means in a household environment that is physically dangerous, okay? So those are two different, abuse and neglect are two different elements the mental health community looks into. I'm learning it as somebody who supports personal development and your being yourself, the mindset, inner growth, enlightenment. So Adri, for those who want to get here, okay. So neglect, when it's traumatic, it involves fear. And so physical basic needs will not have been met. So children, eight-year-old children having to take care of their five-year-old brother, sister, whatever, okay? Being left alone for days on end because mom, dad had to work because we didn't have money. It's scary. Okay, so this affects the brain development, okay? doesn't mean you're going to stay in any way, no. But a traumatized brain has a prefrontal cortex that is shrunken, a hippocampus that is shrunken, and an enlarged amygdala working to get yourself with a active prefrontal cortex this is why yoga and the fact that it's a popular topic is great and trending because when you do yoga your mind is busy when you sit in mindfulness you learn how to start using just your brain and and that is where the neuroplasticity agent is imagination so you can start learning how to work with your brain which is beautiful and it's just i just got an image um you just work with your brain and and what comes up and you sit with yourself. So people love sitting in that. But once you've had enough mastery, it's nice to then take yourself to the world, which other people, they get lost in it. So long story short, um, the prefrontal cortex and the neuroplastic agent and working with your ability to use your words with kindness, compassion, doesn't mean you're going to always be able to not have a trigger is what I was trying to get to as well. But you know how to respond when people say you hurt my feelings okay so when people say you hurt my feelings for 
people who are differentiated selves, we will say, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And that's where, that's it. You've repaired and you will try by not doing it again, depending on if it's possible or not. Okay, so we are consistently expanding relationships minus the drama because learning how to regulate emotions is an ongoing process. Learning how to engage with our imperfections as well and family dynamics. That's what I love about my family is it's one Neapolitan, so we can yell at each other even though I am the loudest out of all, and then we can apologize and try to do it all over again. And in time, you know, we get to a nice balance. But codependent, it's different. So we have, I'm going to change you, and I'm superior to you, or I'm a martyr, and or I'm going to fix you because I'm going to take care of you. And if I don't, I'm going to blame myself. And so this is different, though, because when you have an abuseful or neglectful household, there are not actively participating parents your nervous system needs to be held in order for your ventral vagal state to learn how to engage and when it's not it's in distress one your brain can't develop certain circuitry if you don't have a parent who's emotionally invested in you and said wow what a wonderful job my kid did oh my gosh you're so beautiful those circuitries of pleasure and vitality don't get stimulated so you will be apathetic potentially and you might think it's just you but it's not it's because your brain did not get as you were developing pleasurable engagement from people, okay? So on that note, um, let me get to Patrick Tiahan on this partner stuff so you can hear. We might be coaching our partners about boundaries with their toxic family. We might be feeding them self-help books. We might be trying to get them to fix their relationships with their sister or brother or stepsisters or brothers. We might even be trying to get them right here to be better parents in blended families. We might be trying to sell them on therapy. He says, when I see clients struggling with a partner who isn't psych-minded, he says, I get it. It's really, really tough, especially if that client is on a path. Sometimes their partner eventually goes to therapy and things get better, sure. But what I'm describing, he says here, isn't about the outcomes. He says, most of the time, their partner has zero interest, and that is their choice. That's brutal honesty, he says, or that's the brutal honesty. And then he says our work as, so he's saying our work because he's a childhood trauma survivor who's now a therapist. So he says our work is to look at how we are trying to finish business with our parents. And a lot of that, he says, involves getting partners to wake up, which was his story. He says that was my story. And so he's not condoning it. He's saying this is what I was doing. I was finishing my business with other, with partners. As Terry Real says, you marry your unfinished business. He's acknowledging it. This is the story he had. And he says, I projected my parents onto either unavailable or disinterested partners. So he's saying, I used partners as a way to project. And that's actually something that's standard, which is why people who do karma don't realize it. People who do dharma, we realize that we are bringing to our relationships whatever is ours, and we tend to it. The 5D person tends to their thoughts, emotions, and their physical actions. And as we move forward in our relationships, we expand to become the functional adults and to engage in consistent adults conversation. This is what happened. Here's the data. Here's my story, my subjective experience of what happened. Here's how I feel. 
And here's what I would like to see happen so that we can be on the same page, like now, not tomorrow. And okay, I did my part to be relational in, in relational integrity. And that's it. I let go of the outcome. Then you're going to choose. So direct communication is different than indirect, low self-esteem, passive aggressive manipulation. Uh, they don't actually do, I'm going to tell you the truth. They do not the truth. And that's where some people are at. A lot of 4D3D with their twin flame flames, oversoul story, all of it. Uh, the ones who are, we're superheroes, going to go fix the world. They think all the world, human beings are broken. They're bringing their family shit and they're saying, no, no, all humans are broken. No, no, not all humans are broken. No, not all humans suffer. I'm so sorry that you don't know that not all of us suffer. And here we have Sadhguru saying it. Now we have 5D functional adults saying it and mystics are included. I raise my hand. <laughs> Spirituality awakening did not involve the death of me. I am still very much here. And whatever emotions I went through, I actually already knew I was actually mastering my emotional body and physical body. And it was very straightforward. I laughed because of all the people that are adaptive children. No, 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 it can't be so. I'm so sorry that I actually thought I could share my subjective human experience with you while you're trying to make me fit into your mold. And I am another human being. I'm not your body. And I'm not your mind or your brain. And you have no actual awareness that you are imposing who you are onto me. Because you said, no, no, what, no, what, what are you talking about? It's my light worker's journey. No. <laughs> okay. Let me take steps back to not address the low self-esteem person in the room because you just did something that mind blowing, but no, the day, <laughs> the day in the life of a secure attachment person is always being told by people, you can't say that. You can't do that. You can't, you can't, why can't I be myself? I'm starting to get really, really confused about this space called being a person. No, I'm not confused. I just know we all have egos and that's differentiated selves for you. Okay, so let's get back to Patrick. As he points out, um, he was trying to bring his parent. No, he wasn't trying to. He says that he brought, I, got, I lost my place. Okay. On that note, the unavailable parents, here we go. I projected my parents onto either unavailable or disinterested partners so they could wake up and be more available to me. That is core wound stuff. There, I fixed it, he says. Sure, people can influence their partners in good ways, but we have to honestly ask ourselves, are we barking up the wrong tree? Are we controlling someone who isn't on our path? Okay, so when people try to fix each other, that's where you find 4D, 3D, and all people who are not yet their own differentiated selves. So the not securely attached within their own body, they have not learned how to be in their prefrontal cortexes and adults when they're talking to people. It's not good or bad. It's very straightforward. And that's because they're not going to give you the data and their story and their feelings and then allow a conversation to take place where nobody really needs to do anything okay <laughs> that's the part of where we can say you're a shit you're a shit and we hug it out right okay so when you have secure attachment people you have people who take ownership of their charges and so that's going to be where it's like you're a shit no you're a shit fuck you it's not always that straightforward right because there's the people who don't have 
their unfinished business in the forefront. And so they bring to you their own charges, their own household from their family charges, from their parents treating them. That's what I'm trying to get to. And if there's also attachment wounds and trauma history with childhood trauma, then you have even more. Okay, all of that being said, a person who is a Zen master in the Enlightenment Soul Age group is a person who knows how to use their ventral vagal nervous system state. And that's why physical mastery is where you can be in engaging conversations as you are with your imperfections in the absence of feeling that you are yucky or should be ashamed of yourself or whatever other social good behavior list of words that other people who will gladly present them to you who are not spirituality processes because they're not in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group will do. So I know about 2% of you are in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group or anyways, that's the percentage that I got when I was channeling before. And what I can tell you, physical mastery is pretty awesome. Yep, it's pretty awesome. But there's the part about learning definitely how to handle our three-year-old uh, in a lot of different ways for different reasons because we want to, though, is number one. So our nature is to be loving, and that's what we like to do in our relationships, which means you're going to be building relationships that are direct, and when you have indirect, that unfinished business, it's okay. You handle codependent-type people with the best possible you, you can be. So every one of us is different in what we are. And as long as you're trying, you can say you're sorry. Again, when you don't use the right words, that's what happens. Usually you didn't use the right words. And uh, sometimes you're also using a reactiveness. And so again, it's just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. When 5D meets this, I will use an example so we can close on out. If I and you have had a very um, important situation, there's a new event, there's something new going on, and we want to talk about it, we are going to decide if we're going to talk about it or not, right? Okay, so if we say yes, we will talk, then when are we going to talk? Today. Okay, now here's where if today doesn't happen, when this takes place is why we have a situation. A direct communicator is a person who has no issue asking, hey, so yesterday we didn't get to talk. Are we still going to talk? And if somebody says no, we're going to leave it alone. And the lovely psych educators share why people don't learn how to effectively communicate with each other. It's because they get uncomfortable to have direct communication. And on that note, secure attachment people don't bother trying to have those who don't know how to bring harmony into a debate to try and debate because it's only a debate since we see differently. But it's a conversation if we can own that we see things differently. That's where it gets stimulating. And those are the types of relationships that you get to build. With your household, you will typically find that you're going to get to keep on working with the lovely, you get poked and you bring forth love because, you know, that's where every person in your house may or may not want to work on their charge states, okay? And that's none of our business, what they want to work on or not. What you work on is how you 
are handling yourself. And so are you actually the basic virtue right here for any human being is to be true to yourself. Are you being true to yourself? The integrity of your thought, emotion, and action. Being integral doesn't mean being perfect. So I will use me. When I use words that other people find offensive, I've been told more than once that I don't know how to filter. And more than once I've said, no, I don't know how to filter because I'm not reading your mind and I'm not going to try and read your mind. And I don't live based on all these rules that you're presenting to me. So I don't understand, you know, the, the part about choosing how to present. Yes, I don't know how to filter. And if this is something that I'm presenting, when is it going to be time for the other end to know this is how I do things? So how do you still react to it? The part about the charge is what I'm trying to get to you all. On my end, I'm not pressuring myself to change how I use my mouth because it's actually something I will physically be unable to do. People do not believe this. This is their, their thing. If you don't want to believe that I've explained to you, my brain works a certain way, I can't do anything to help you. And so social good behavior... People use these words and lists. This is where, as Patrick Tiahan says, they, they weaponize, even though it's not weaponizing, it's just people not accepting when somebody says, this is how my brain works, this is how my mouth works. If you don't like it, then fine, let's choose an alternative. Do we not want to talk anymore? Because we can choose not to talk anymore. And that is something that, you know, extreme really doesn't need to happen. Most of the time it doesn't, but sometimes that actually happens because some people don't like who people are. It's okay. We get over it. Uh, that's the 5D land. You get over it. And other times, there's a dynamic that's created. And that's it. And so the part about what you choose is not on the external. It's how you feel on the internal. When you can feel good with being a regular day-to-day -day person, you are going to fuck up. Actually, let's go ahead and read that lovely quote from Sadhguru. Once you have no problem making mistakes, admitting them, and correcting them, hardly any mistakes will happen. This is Sadhguru. And this one is from Do The Work Podcast. You are not going to fuck up a real connection by telling someone how you feel. And this is why when we are ourselves, doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect to anyone. It's just you being able to know, you know what, I am me. And if you're good with it, great. If you're not, well, what do we want to do about it? When you find grown-ups, that's where it's a very much enjoyable conversation. They don't try to tell you how to live your societal life. <laughs> this is the most boring thing when people try to tell me how to work my words. And yes, I said boring because it's uh, very much used to people with stereotypes, generalizations, they are limiting a lot of other aspects and trying to close people into boxes is something that those who have a way with their non-differentiated lives, is all I'm going to say. So at the end of the day, we don't want to justify who we, are, who we are, who you are, but you do want to understand people can become uncomfortable. Learning how to handle uncomfortableness is important. So long story short, when being presented with all the different names that throughout my years of life people have used, I understand what they're speaking to me. I do my best to say, I don't know how to lie. 
I don't know how to stop my mouth from moving with a word that came to my brain. I'm so sorry that you don't understand this. I, I can't help you <laughs> unless you want me to just shut up. I can do that. I can physically shut my mouth and not speak ever again. And so here's the only equation, but sometimes this is where it's not really going to happen, okay? So just learning how to handle sensitivity for the day in the life of a secure attachment person. It's not just that. It's an enlightenment, so age your person. And so, yeah, we don't do social good behavior. You can call it what you will. I call it a person just being who they are and other people not understanding when people are who they are. But, but there are stereotypes for reasons as my lovely loved ones present. So if you're a person who likes to have people behave a certain way, there's plenty of groups out there for you. Go find one of them. I'm sure there are plenty of groups that I've seen. Yes, they're all in other societal soul age groups. Excuse me. That's what I was a societal and the relationship soul age group. So on that note, that's where you're going to find the people who, who can use the same list if you're looking for those relationships. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we're not into doing any of that because our brain just, it's, it's a brain that doesn't navigate. Let me try and figure out which word to use. The word came out of my mouth. If you're going to take it that personally, I can't do anything about it except for say, I'm so sorry. I will try to remember not to use that word ever, ever again with you in ever, 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 ever years. <laughs> Here's where adaptive children are. So the never, ever, forever is really silly. Um, again, when you have reactiveness, emotions come into the mix. As long as you're ready to own up to them and have conversations, it goes really smoothly. The part about our dynamics, the nice thing is that we all have you're a shit. No, you're a shit. No, fuck you. Fuck you. And we hug it out. So again, you can't fuck up a relationship by using the wrong word. You can create situations. They're called discussions, debates. They're not even ruptures because with family and loved ones, which is what you're growing now, if you're afraid that you could fuck it up, they're not family. They're not loved ones. You are all going to fuck it up. I fuck it up. We all fuck it up. That's, that's called being a human. So if, if you cannot have a healthy, passionate debate, well, you're not with a securely attached person yet. They don't know who they are. You don't need to be in that room. Some people, even the sensitive ones, I have friends that are sensitive. And to this day, we talk about these things. And they're like, yeah, you have no filter sometimes. Like, yeah, I know I don't. I try. I really do. I just don't know how to get them. What can I say, you know? And we love it out and hug it out. And there you go. So I'm happy that you are here and that you are able to stop being, you know, a solo in the sense of that you can't harness that beautiful prakriti and purusha that you are. I'm happy that you're here, all of you, and able to understand how it is a, it's, a, it's going to be a very interesting year ahead, I'm sure. The last note is if any of you have any self-soothing situations, you want to find alternatives for those bad habits. So, Find something that excites you and don't allow it to be something out of you. Allow it to be something that's a passion, an intellectual interest that energizes you particularly. No substances in this because that way you can learn to organically use your own, um, your own nervous system and brain. It's something to create a relationship with that way. Wherever you're at, you can, you can do it. You know what I mean? So it's not always easy. I know. I get it. But... Uh, you can successfully do it. It's about trials, tests and trials and all that. So uh, sometimes it takes a lifetime. That's why it's beautiful. We continue to spirituality, 
spiritually awaken every year of our life more and more and more. We'll be back again with more. In the meantime, I share with you my love and my support and have a wonderful day. Oh, stay tuned for the masterclass. It will be coming up at some point. I need to start creating the content, but I'm also getting some new classes. So I think I might wait a little bit so that I can have that subject matter very important. I'm learning about the uh, trauma and supporting people to not remain blocked from it. And so it's an update to the trauma mastery course that I had already taken with NICABM. Then I also have the, um, this is disorganized. Remember the one with Daniel Siegel. So I'm going to get to learn about disorganized, the attachment category and dissociation in that group. So to be continued, of course, you'll be updated with any curious, important, beautiful information. Again, have a wonderful day, everyone.